Come on, let's lift up our hands and our voices. Come on, hallelujah. Somebody speak the name of Jesus in this house. Hallelujah. Somebody call on the name of Jesus in this place. God, we love you. We thank you today. Come on, he's in this building. He's as close as the mention of his name. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, for a few more moments, let's press in the Spirit of God all across this house. Come on, let's press in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time all across the building. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students and their teachers to their classrooms. In Jesus' name, everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids and God bless our Sunday school teachers. Amen. Praise God. Thankful for everybody that is in the house of the Lord and those that are watching online. Amen. I believe that God's going to do something great in this house for us in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 11. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 11. The word of the Lord says this. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went... They were cleansed. And one of them, when they saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto them, unto him, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. Thy faith hath made thee whole. He said, Master, have mercy on us. And he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. And I want to just preach to us for a few moments on this subject. As you walk. As you walk, would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building that God would speak to us, that God would touch our hearts, touch our minds. Come on, would you lift up your heart, lift up your voice here this afternoon. Hallelujah, that there are miracles as we walk. Hallelujah, there is favor as we walk. Somebody lift up your voice and magnify the Lord for just a few moments. Hallelujah. We love you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Hallelujah. 
There's nobody like you. There's none beside you, Jesus. And I'm praying for miracles, signs, and wonders today. Hallelujah. That I'm, I'm praying that, God, you would take, amen, our prayers and our fasting from this last week, God, and that you would honor it in this house. Hallelujah. That we would enter into a new dimension, hallelujah, of your favor and a new dimension of the miraculous, God. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and shout. With a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated for a few moments today. Amen. As you walk, as you walk, the Bible declares to us that Jesus was walking by the city gate. And it was there in this in-between place, this transitional place, this doorway that Jesus was ambushed by some lepers. That's not something you want to be ambushed by. Amen. Now, it wasn't just any old lepers that he was ambushed by. Um, these were desperate lepers. These were desperate lepers. Now, you would assume that all lepers are desperate, but the truth is not everybody is a desperate leper. All lepers should be desperate knowing their condition, but not all are. Amen. When you understand this disease, and we've talked about it around here, it's one of the major biblical themes throughout the Word of God. When you understand this disease, it can be quite frightening. This disease could get into your home, in the walls, the literal walls, the brick and the mortar of your home. It lived on the surfaces. Amen. This disease could get on your clothes. It could get in your garments. It was, amen, it was biological warfare, if you will, that even the clothes in which somebody wore, amen, it would be infected. And ultimately, its main desire was to spread to anybody that it came in contact with. The penalty, amen, for contracting such a disease was a life of isolation, you were to be off by yourselves. In fact, they created leper colonies where people would gather together as they slowly but surely decayed and gave in to this desensitizing disease. Amen. The penalty for contracting it was that you were all alone. And the only way you could be surrounded by anybody else is to find people that were just as diseased and just as sick as you were. That sounds a lot like our world today. But there was more than just the separating of oneself. There were penalties in place. And there were some roadblocks and some guardrails in place to limit, amen, the spread of this disease. It's starting to sound like our world in 2022. Amen. Where everybody's scared of everybody else. Amen. That everybody's unclean. But Amen. They, there's there's germs we can't see, but I want to tell you, there's a God we can't see either. Amen. And I I just I'm a I'm I've got more faith in one than I do in the other. But Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be dumb. Be smart about it. But uh, that's starting to sound like a world where we're just so scared of one another. But there was some guardrails to stop. Amen. These people from coming in contact with those that were healthy. 
They were to be separated. They were to be in their own place. Many of them would take up residence, amen, in the tombs and in the caves. In fact, as you look through church history, you will find that when the church was being persecuted at its most, the only place that they could find to gather were the tombs and the sepulchers where the lepers dwelt. But, amen, I want to just tell you, I, I didn't come to preach about it, but I want to tell you the church is the answer, amen, and we're not afraid, amen, of what destroys the body, but we are, amen, as the Bible says, and Jesus said, be afraid of those of the one that can destroy both body and soul in hellfire, amen. I'm not worried so much about what happens, amen, to my earthly body because I know that I am but dust and that one day I'm going to leave this earth, amen, and dust I was taken and dust I shall return. So, amen, whether it be in a church building or in a tomb with a bunch of lepers, I made it up in my mind we're going to have revival and we're going to see the kingdom of God go forward. Amen. Because I've got enough faith that we can touch the leper and the leper can be made whole. That we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. I don't want to lose the fundamental doctrines of the Bible and the apostles doctrine. Amen. We've got to be willing. Amen. Amen. At our own self's sake. Amen. To set that aside and say God I want to see what you can do through me. Amen. Here we find that, the, that they were put off to the side. They lived in the dens. They lived in the caves. They lived in the tombs. Amen. And there was nobody else around them that was healthy. Everybody else was broken. Amen. And where, when it came to, amen, people coming in contact with those that were healthy, they had to scream out. Amen. At a distance. In fact, our text even amen, shows it here today that while they were afar off, they screamed out unclean. They said, uh, amen. They cried out to him, but they still stayed at a distance. They still stayed afar off. Amen. Because they knew the penalty of infecting somebody else uh, was going to be death. Amen. That they knew that the moment they crossed that line, that they would no longer get to live the life even as broken and busted as it was. But these lepers were a little different than other lepers. They had made the decision. They had determined uh, amen that it was a risk versus reward. Amen. How big is the risk? How big is the reward? And they made the decision we're coming out of the tombs because we've got to get to Jesus. Amen. We're coming out of isolation because we've got to get to Jesus. We're coming out, amen, because we've got to get a hold. We heard a rumor that there is one from Galilee that can cleanse. There is one that can heal. There is one that can deliver. There is one that can save. And yes, even if we die on the journey, there is one that can raise them up from the grave. Amen. We serve the resurrection and the life church. They didn't care what it cost them. They waited out and said, if we stay where we are we're going to die how we are but if we can get a little closer to Jesus amen I heard of his healing power I heard that he's the one that can cleanse and heal and deliver oh somebody that's got a testimony you ought to give God praise for just a moment They heard, amen, that, that God was able, amen, he was able to heal. He was able to deliver. And they were willing to risk it all so that they might be near Jesus. Amen, I want to tell you, it's, it's going to sometimes be a risk to be near Jesus. Hallelujah. 
It's not all fun and games getting close to Jesus. Amen. Sometimes you're going to have to risk it all to get close to Jesus. And we see this happen in their desperation. There's, there's, they already understand that if we go, we might get killed for this. But if we stay, we're going to die a slow death. Amen. And not only that, we'll die a slow death knowing that there was something. There was a, a possibility. I want to tell somebody here today. Amen. Don't die. Amen. Knowing that there was a possibility you could have been saved. Don't, don't die knowing there was a possibility you could have been healed. Don't die knowing there was a possibility that God could have touched you, that God could have turned it all around. Uh, amen. Because at the end of the day, uh, amen, he's, they figured we're going to die anyways. Uh, amen. So we might as well, amen, weigh it out uh, and realize that there is a better chance uh, of being healed with Jesus uh, than staying in our leper colony. Can I preach to somebody that when God, amen, shows up in your life, you got to take a good look and have an honest conversation and realize that if I go with Jesus, it's going to be a lot better for me than if I stay here with all my buddies that are just as busted and broken as me. They might forsake me. They might forget me. I might be ostracized by all of society, but I made it up in my mind. I will not die in isolation. I will not die... I will not die without trying. I will not die without getting as close to Jesus as I can. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray for just a moment. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice and let's pray. You got to be willing to risk it all. You got to let your desperation go and, and let it come out and say, I'm going to search after him. I'm going to run after Jesus. Somebody pray in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. They risked it all to be near Jesus. And here's what's beautiful. Jesus risked it all to be near them. Jesus, if he came in contact, would be unclean. But Jesus is not afraid of how filthy somebody is. Jesus is not afraid of how sick somebody is, how dysfunctional somebody is. He's not worried about any of that. Amen. Because he knows if you can ever come in contact with me, it's not going to just change your temporary. It's going to change your eternal. If you're willing to get close to God, the Bible says draw close to him, and he will draw close to you. Amen. The prodigal was afar off, but while the father saw him in the right direction, the Bible says the father ran to where he was. All it takes is you walking in the right direction. All it takes is you making a decision today. I'm going to walk closer to Jesus than I ever have. I'm going to get closer to him than I ever have. Might cost me everything I got, but I'm going after Jesus. Might cost me relationships, but I'm going after Jesus. It might cost, come on somebody, I'm I'm going to go after him because I know if I go after him, he'll come after me. Oh, somebody ought to shout. Hallelujah. Is anybody thankful? Amen. That when you turned around, uh, amen, God was waiting right there saying, I've been waiting for you to turn around. Uh, that when you made the decision to get close to him, uh, he said, that's all I needed. Uh, I just needed permission to work in your life. Somebody ought to shout and give God glory today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was that simple action. There were so many, amen, so many people that were sick, so many people that were diseased throughout the Bible, but only those that were willing to get close to Jesus and try were made whole. Amen, there was some activity that happened on their part. Everybody wants God to do everything. God can do everything, but he won't do everything. Hallelujah. He allows us to have some choice in the matter. Amen. But these, these lepers, they were desperate, and they made the decision, we're going to let Jesus, amen, help us. We're going we're gonna to allow Jesus to be a voice in our life. We're going to allow Jesus to, to, to work on us. Amen. We're going to beg him to heal us, and maybe he might do a little bit less. Maybe he might do a little more, but it's still better than what we got. Amen. And so Jesus looks at them, amen, and he tells them, you want to be cleansed? 
okay, go and show yourself to the priest. Wait a minute. What happened to the Jesus that laid hands on the one leper? Amen, and cleansed him. What happened to the Jesus that laid hands on the blinded eyes and healed him? What happened to the Jesus that walked right up to the tomb of Lazarus and after four days he came up out of that grave? What happened to the Jesus that wasn't afraid to go up to the coffin, amen, of a little boy that had been dead and was on his way to his funeral and he put his hand on the coffin and said, let's stop the funeral. What happened to the Jesus that walked up into a little girl's room and said, she's not dead, she's asleep, amen, I'm going to raise her up from this. Amen, what happened to that Jesus that took hands, amen, when, when Peter's mother-in-law had a fever and she didn't think she was going to make it through the night and he grabbed her by the hand and lift her up and she became whole. Hey, but what happened to the Jesus that just spoke the word and all of a sudden the centurions amen, came back and said in the same hour he spoke the word amen that I was my servant was made whole. Hey, amen. What happened to the Syrah, the Jesus that touched the Syrophoenician woman that was begging for her daughter to be healed and he said in the same moment you ask for a little crumb that falls from the master's table your daughter's going to be healed and Jesus looks at these people and he cuts through all of the stuff he usually does and says go your way we came all this way at great risk to ourselves we got as close as we could and he said go your way and show yourself to a priest amen this is this is this doesn't make sense we've done that before all of them it was law that when you contracted leprosy the only person that could tell you whether or not you were a leper was a priest oh i came to preach amen a preacher was the only one that could tell you if that was leprosy in your home or if it was just a stain. It took a preacher to tell you whether those clothes were leprous or whether they were all right. It took a leper to tell you whether or not the people you were hanging out with were lepers or whether they were okay to be around. They'd already showed themselves to a priest. They'd already gone through it all. And the priest said, yes, you are a leper. Yes, where you live is a leper. The way you've been dressing is a leper. The people you've been hanging out with are lepers. They had already gone to the priest. They'd been there. They'd done that. They'd been disappointed. They'd been told by the priest they're already a leper. Amen. The reason the Bible says you've got to go to a priest to find out if you're a leper is because your friends will lie to you. Hallelujah. Your mama that bakes you cookies will lie to you. Oh, no, you're perfect. Come here in your sin. Come here. Come in your mistakes. It's all right. And they'll rub your back. And they'll tell you everything's all right. You don't need to change anything. Amen. This is why you need to get somebody outside of your circle. Amen. That doesn't know nothing about you. That doesn't care whether or not they offend you. You need some good iron sharpening iron. You need some good... If you got friends that always tell you what you want to hear, those aren't friends. You need some people that tell you you got some stuff between your teeth. You got to tell you got to get some friends that'll tell you, "Amen, the way you've been talking is not Christian." Hallelujah. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to find yourself a preacher. You need to get to the house of God, amen, where you can hear the word of God preach because it'll tell you what thus saith the Lord. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm not concerned. I try not to offend anybody. But if you're offended at the word, amen, there's nothing I'm going to do about it. I'm not going to apologize. If you're offended at me, I'll beg you for forgiveness. But if you're offended at the word of the Lord, I'm not going to worry about it at all. I'm just going to let you know, thus saith the Lord, it's leprous or it's not leprous. This is the way y'all to go this is the way you ought not to go and we've got to hold on to it you gotta have a priest in your life you gotta 
In 2020, they asked the question, is church essential? Yes, church is essential. Amen. Because without the body of Christ, if you disconnect yourself from the church of the living God, you're not going to be part of the body. There should be no schism. There should be no dis we got to be part of the kingdom. we got to be part of the body. The Bible says God gave gifts to the men, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, without a priest, you don't know what leprosy is. Uh, without a preacher, you'll never know the right way to go. Uh, but if you came to the house of the Lord, uh, if, you, if you join yourself to the kingdom of God, uh, you ought to thank God every day uh, that there's somebody that's willing to tell you the truth. Oh, somebody ought to lift up your hands and give God praise. Come on, lift up your voice and magnify the Lord. Come on, you don't need your friends to tell you what thus saith the Lord. You don't need your acquaintances to tell you what thus saith the Lord. You don't need people that agree with your pet peeves to tell you what thus saith the Lord. You need to find a preacher that will tell you what thus saith the Lord. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. Amen, because the priest's job was to keep things right. To keep things holy, to keep things pure. And the priest's job was to was to represent sinful man back to a holy God. Amen. His job was to pray for the people. His job was to represent and say, Oh God, would you touch them? I know they messed up, but we're going to sacrifice this animal even though they made mistakes. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that if you come to the house of the Lord, this is not a judgmental place. This is a place of repentance. This is a place where you can get it taken care of. This is a place where you can recognize what's really going on. Hallelujah. In a world that's got fake news and people that are lying to you left and right, you can come to the house of God. You can come to Apostolic Revival Center and you can hear, uh, amen, thus saith the Lord. You can hear the word of God uh, and you can say, God, uh, whatever your word says. Uh, and when Jesus looked at these lepers, he said, you got to go back to the priest. Because they got disconnected from the priest and got too comfortable at the leper colony. Hallelujah. You need to go back to the priest. Because it was only a priest that could declare whether or not you're cleansed, whether or not you're right, whether or not according to the word of God you're living right. Amen. Hallelujah. It didn't matter how cleaned up they looked. They still needed to obey the scriptures and go before a priest. Hallelujah. Well, preach, I'm better than I was last year. Well, thank God for that. But you need to line up with the word of God, not with your friend's opinions. Hallelujah. Well, I... I'm doing, praise God for making progress. We've talked about that before. Amen. But you got to line yourself not with what you see in the mirror. Amen. When you look at home, but you got to look at the mirror of God's word and say, Lord, show me me. Show me what's really going on. God, I want to look in that mirror. And if I'm not looking like Jesus, I'm not settled. Amen. If I'm not looking like Jesus, I still got leprosy. If I'm not looking like the Lord. Jesus didn't just heal him right then and there. And I, I, I know people, we love it, man. Let me tell you, we have, we have stories of people that God touches in a moment's time in the altars. Amen. I thank God for those moments. Amen. But I've come to talk to you today, talk to us this afternoon. Amen. That as you walk, amen, as you walk, there's a lot more miracles as people walk than we take count of and take notice of. Amen. For every, everyone that's going to walk in, amen, and come to the altar and get a touch from God and then walk out, amen, to never talk to God again. I want to tell you, they don't have as many miracles happen in their life as those that go to the altar. They get a touch from God, amen, but they make the decision, I'm going to follow the word of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Because those that come, they might get deliverance that they need in the moment. But it's those that walk and walk with God day in and day out that follow the word of Jesus, that see the miracles week in and week out. The Bible says, go show yourself to the priests. And the Bible declares that as they went, they were cleansed. I don't know on what step they were cleansed. If it was the first step, the fifth step, the 600th step, I don't know if they made it all the way to the front doors of the temple, but Jesus sent them to check their obedience. Amen. God could heal you. God could deliver you. Amen. But I want to preach to somebody, God doesn't heal you or deliver you from being a leper just so you can go back to the leper colony and contract leprosy again. God doesn't deliver you from the bottle just so you can go back to the bar. Amen. I want to preach to somebody how your cleanse matters. How your cleanse matters. Amen. You can be healed any way you want to be healed. You can be delivered however you want to be delivered. Amen. But I want to tell you how you're cleansed by Jesus really does make a difference. He doesn't just deliver you of the addiction today so you can go find a pusher tomorrow. He doesn't just get you out of one relationship Relationship. Amen. So you can fall back into another one when you get lonely. But God says if you'll walk and not go back to the leper colony, if you'll walk and go towards the priest, if you'll walk and go back towards the house of God, amen, there's going to be a cleansing that takes place. Oh, somebody, I'll lift up your voice and magnify the Lord. Come on. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Amen. He didn't deliver you from leprosy just so you could contract it again. God is delivering you, amen, to not just be delivered of leprosy, but change the way you walk, change the way you live. Somebody pray in this house. Come on, somebody needs to pray right now. You're wondering why things haven't worked out yet. Amen. It's because you stopped walking. You stopped walking. You've got to get your foot, amen, in front of the next foot. You stopped taking steps. Amen. And now you're, maybe you even turn directions. But God sent a preacher to tell you, you need to go to the temple. You need to go to the priest. You need to go, you need to go back towards God. Somebody pray in this house. Amen. Amen. God wants to deliver us as we walk. Because I have seen people get a miraculous transformation. And I, I thank God for those. Amen. But then after that miraculous moment, you never see them again. We're not interested necessarily in just that. We want to make disciples. Disciples know how to walk. Hallelujah. Amen. If God lifts you up off your lame bed, amen, it's not so you can go walk into the bar. It's so you can walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. If Jesus is delivering you, he's got a plan for you. If Jesus is setting you free, it's because he wants to do something in your life. Amen. If, he, if he's ever done anything for you, it's because he's got a plan. Amen. And he wants to see you fulfill that plan. Amen. But it starts by putting one foot in front of another. Where are you going? I just, I'm going to the priest. Why are you going? Jesus told me. I don't understand everything. All I know is that he said that this is what it's going to take. Amen. I want to tell you, if you want to really get delivered and really get healed, it doesn't always happen in a moment's time. It happens when God sees your faithfulness. It's when God sees your obedience and says these are people that aren't going to go back these are people that aren't going to go back to what I brought them out of. These are the people, amen, that are going to be delivered once and for all. These are the people that are looking not for temporary deliverance, but they're looking for a permanent deliverance that only comes from Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice and let's pray. Come on, let's pray all across this building.
Come on. God's been speaking to some folks in this house about taking some steps. Amen. And you, you've, you just said, well, I don't know what the point is. And so you decided not to take those steps. Amen. And now you're wondering why things aren't working out. I want to tell you, go back to what Jesus told you to do. Start taking those steps. Start doing those things because they lead to cleansing. Somebody pray. Amen. These people, they didn't have a much, they didn't have much understanding. In fact, there was one guy that really didn't have any understanding. The Bible says he was a Samaritan. Amen. You want to know why he came back? Well, he was more grateful from the, than the others. Well, maybe. Maybe he was more grateful than the others. I don't know. They all had leprosy. They were all going to die. Amen. But I want to tell you why the one came back. And it's going to blow your mind. It's real, it's real deep, real theological. He was a Samaritan. Samaritans don't have priests. Samaritans don't have priests. They don't have anybody to go back to. <laughs> And this Samaritan made the decision, I don't have a priest, so I'm going to make Jesus my priest. I don't have anybody to tell me I'm doing better. I don't have anybody to tell me I'm whole. I don't have anybody to tell me what I got to do. So he made the decision, I'm not going back to the Old Testament way of doing things. I don't even know how to do that. So I'm going to go all the way to Jesus, the high priest, which has been felt with the feelings of our infirmities. And if anybody can cleanse me, it's that priest. If anybody... If anybody can tell me I'm whole, it's Jesus. If anybody, as I walk, I made the decision. I'm not going back to the lepers, and I don't have a priest to go back to, so I'm going to go back to the priest I know, and his name is Jesus. And if I can get to the priest I know, I'll be cleansed. I'll be made whole. Somebody ought to stand and give God praise. Come on. Didn't have a background, didn't have a pedigree, but he heard from Jesus and he wanted to obey him even if it meant turning around and going back to the one priest he knew of. As they walked in obedience, each of them walking in the obedience in which they knew. One, amen, had a revelation the others had, didn't have, probably because he didn't have the background they had. Because I've met a lot of religious people who just go right back to the religious church. Church that never healed them. Church that only condemned them. Church that only told them that they were messed up and that they were lepers. Amen. But I thank God for the people that realize nothing can wash me like Jesus. No one can cleanse me quite like Jesus. And each of them as they walked, they were cleansed as they walked in obedience. Amen. I want to tell you, there is a deliverance that happens as you and I walk in obedience to God. There are some things that happen only when we walk in obedience. The favor of God sometimes only comes. In fact, I would say it always only comes when people are walking in obedience. Well, I love Jesus. But then you pull out the Bible and you realize they don't really love Jesus. They love their idea of Jesus. They love their priests. Hallelujah. But when you really get a hold of Jesus, when you really get a hold of the one that, amen, comes from Galilee, uh, amen, and you start seeing, uh, amen, who he is, and he starts telling you, uh, turn the other cheek, uh, amen, they're, 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 you, you, you've been bitter, you've been full of malice and all sorts of issues, uh, all of a sudden, but you say, God, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to just walk in obedience, and all of a sudden, God makes a peacemaker out of you, and, and instead of having turmoil and trouble around your life, uh, all of a sudden, you got peace around you. I want to tell you where that deliverance came from. It came from obedience and walking with Jesus. Hey Amen. We can look through the Bible. <laughs> Instability became stability when Peter walked by faith out on that water. I can imagine everybody saying, Peter, you're crazy. 
But he said, no, 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 you don't understand. Jesus called me to come. And if I will walk in obedience, and I will walk by faith, if I will walk by faith, I will walk on water. If you will walk by faith and walk by obedience, I promise God's going to make things that were impossible for in your life possible. We're talking about favor this year. God's going to help you walk on water. The things that used to be unstable in your life are going to become stable. And the areas you didn't think were going to work out, all of a sudden you look back and say, man, look what the Lord has done. Abraham was told by God, walk into a city that I'm going to send you. Where are you going? I don't know. What's it look like? I don't know. What's going to happen when you get there? I don't know. How are you going to pave the way? I don't know. Talk about walking by faith. I have no idea. But God spoke to me to go and to walk. And he started walking by faith and walking by obedience. And God spoke to him as he walked. Everywhere your foot touches, I'm going to give you dominion. Everywhere your foot touches, I'm going to give that to you and to your descendants. Where you going? I'll tell you where I'm going. Not the way I went because I want more dominion in my life than I ever have. Where you going? I'm not going backwards. I don't exactly know where I'm going forwards. All I know is I'm going forwards. And everywhere he walked, amen, by faith, as he walked in faith, as he walked in obedience God said this land is yours and nobody can steal it from you this people is yours and finally when it came time to collect the children of Israel stepped over to the land that Abraham had already circled Everybody thought Abraham was trespassing, but he said, no, you guys are trespassing. This is my property. That's my will. This is my land. This ain't your land. Uh, amen. And, and the children of Israel finally get to the other side, and they come to a city of Jericho. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says God told them to walk around the city for seven days. Come on. Hallelujah. You know what part we preach about, Brother Mark? We preach about the shout. Oh, they shouted, and they blew the trumpet. Amen. Brother Johnson got on the trumpet and blew it real loud, and the walls came tumbling down. That's true. That's in the Bible. I thank God for the shout of the people of God. Amen. But I want to tell you, before they ever shouted, they learned how to walk with God. They learned... Musicians, if you could come. When they shouted, uh, they recognized, uh, amen, that if we can walk with God and walk in obedience, uh, I want to tell you, there's shouts, uh, amen, that may not bring buildings down and walls down, but I want to tell you, there's not one walk with God uh, that won't bring the wall down. If you'll walk in obedience, I want to tell you what gives your shout power. You want to know why we felt power here today? Because there's people through the week that have been walking with God. There's people that have been obeying Jesus. And as they walk, they come to the house of the Lord. And God says, now shout. And walls fall. God says, shout. And give God the praise. And things that have held them out and held them back begin to collapse by the wayside. As you walk, amen, God gives you power. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's lift up our voices and let's pray. One step at a time. God, you spoke to me, and I'm a little nervous about that step. Take the step today. I'm a little nervous to walk that walk. Just put one foot in front of another. Somebody pray in this house. I'm done preaching. Somebody pray in this sanctuary. 
There's people. You got walls surrounding you, and you wonder when they're going to fall. You got sickness in your life. You wonder when it's going to be delivered and healed. You got all sorts of you got all sorts of things coming against you, opposition, and you're wondering when it's going to go away. God sent a preacher to tell you, Amen. If you'll just put one foot in front of another and walk with God, you're going to see deliverance like you never have. That as you walk, you're cleansed. As you walk, you're healed. As you walk, you're delivered. As you walk, God does great things. There are people in this house that God has been speaking to you about taking certain steps. And I get it. It's a little frightening to take steps into the unknown. But I promise you this. If you will start putting one foot in front of another, even if you don't understand, obedience doesn't take understanding. Obedience takes obedience. Okay, God, you said it. I'm just going to walk in it. It's often revelation follows obedience. That after you dip seven times, then you're cleansed. You wouldn't have known that had you not dipped, name, and you'd have never got that revelation had you not obeyed. There are people in this house God has been speaking specifically to people. And you and, all, you and God are the only ones that know about it. I don't know nothing. I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet. Amen. I want to tell you, but God's been speaking. And today God sent a preacher to tell you, put one more foot in front of another. Pastor, the water is, I'm starting to sink. Put one more foot in front of another. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. But I'm starting to sink, and I don't know what's going to happen. Put one foot in front of another. But I'm surrounded, even by my enemies, Abraham. Put one foot in front of another. But the walls, they look so big, and they look so strong, and it doesn't feel like it's working. We're being made fun of, and we're being mocked. Just put one foot in front of another and take the step. Because as you walk... You're going to see the miracle of God happen. Would you lift up your voice? I want to open up this altar. Would you come and let's pray? Come on, let's pray. Come on all across this house. Come on, God's in this place. Would you make a physical declaration as you walk to the altar that I'm going to walk in obedience to what God has been speaking to me about? It doesn't matter who says what. doesn't matter what I think. I'm just going to walk in obedience. As you walk, you'll be cleansed. As you walk, you'll be made whole. As you walk, you'll see miracles happen. As you walk, you'll see the favor of God. As you walk, you'll see God open up doors of opportunity. As you walk, you'll see things that you've been pushing against and fighting for all of a sudden come to fruition. But it starts by walking. Come on, somebody pray in this house. Come on. God's calling you out under the water, sir. God's calling you out on the water, ma'am. But he's out there as well. And he'll make you whole. And he'll give you miracle power. And he'll make stability out of instability. Somebody pray. Amen in the name of Jesus. Come on as they sing. Somebody pray. I've been Somebody, somebody needs to decide. 